You've found the podcast where driving matters. Whether you haul, commute, or cruise, we want you to love what you drive. We're here to help you find usability and fun. From first-time buyers to jaded experts, we believe everyone is one great car away from being car-obsessed. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey, look at that. New year, new intro, new lots of stuff. Welcome to 2022. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. We're thrilled you're along for the ride. Mm -hmm. Jumping in with a topic Tuesday that is looking back a little bit. Yeah. About favorite cars, favorite experiences from 2021. But we're also going to look forward and talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to, both cars and experiences. Absolutely, yeah. TV season 10 has begun now on the Motor Trend Cable Channel as of January 1st, 2022. Mm -hmm. We have debuted the Inspiration episode. Thank you, which guys, were the two for cars. all the comments. Yeah, we've had some oh, great man. comments. So these were the two cars that were the Muse cars, mm -hmm. the cars that inspired both Todd and I as the cars that got us into loving cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Todd, it was a Jaguar E-Type, 1968 Jag E-Type. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was a 1990 Ferrari Testarossa. And I still can't believe we both got to drive these cars, even though yeah, we sure. didn't drive them on camera. You know, only Todd drove the E-Type and the yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah, I only drove the 928 and the Testarossa. But then we, of course, drove everything. <laughs> Behind the scenes, to. everybody drove everything, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so that has debuted. And then we've got a number of great new episodes coming your way and mm -hmm. soon to be on streaming and YouTube as well. Yeah, absolutely. Very shortly. Well, this Topic Tuesday, we wanted to revisit everything we've done. And as I was going through this list... I thought, we've done a lot. We do quite a bit. We, we, we aren't shocked. sitting around much. There's a lot going on, yeah. All right, so do you want to start with cars, favorite cars, favorite experiences, well, 21? Where do you want to start? You had great stuff here. You had favorite cars of each year and favorite exper experiences. So favorite cars of 2021, favorite experiences 2021, and then we'll go into 2022 with the same thing, cars and experiences. I'm excited about it. I say let's dive into cars first. And I, I tried, I tried to keep myself to 10. And I think I actually did do only 10 cars. Good for you. And then I further broke them down because I got geeky into uh, <laughs> cheap cars that are better than they should be. Oh, you categorized. Utility cars that can haul it all in style. Okay. And aspirational cars, way too expensive and inexplicable, but I still want them. There were cars in each of these awesome. three categories for the year. I have, I have 10 cars total. And I'm going to start with the utility cars because between the normal stuff that we're doing comparisons of that is mm -hmm. the fun driver's cars yeah, that we typically put on our original channel or on the TV show. We also end up driving every SUV you can imagine. Many of those are only ever on the test drive channel, but we, we like <laughs> driving all because we get to talk to you guys about it. That's true. So That's true. there were four last year that are not, look, they're all in this utility category, which is a big, broad gray category at this point. <laughs> but there were four that I was very impressed with. One was the new Escalade. Okay. That was really impressive. This left an impression on you. Yes, because here's the thing. If you're, I'm, I'm not this person, but if you're the big baller buying the big family hauler, okay? That needs to be on a shirt. <laughs> Tell I'm, you. I'm the baller hauler. The, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> you're the big baller with the big family hauler. I'm staying where I was. That went in the wrong okay? direction. Yeah, it did. So the Cadillac Escalade, it was amazing to get in that and feel like, yeah, I see where all the money went with all their new screens and all of the new interior stuff. And it has tons of space and it will haul whatever you want to haul towing wise. And, you know, it's a true three row, seven seater. Yeah, a lot true. of things claim to be seven seaters and really aren't. It has tons and tons of space, okay. tons and tons of luxury. I am not this buyer, but if you are this buyer, the Escalade is impressive. 
Keep the, seeing the new ones is, around. The update is fantastic. They generally. are large and in charge. They're uh, yeah. imposing on I, the street. So I have, to, I have to give that a nod as something very impressive. The mm. Mustang Mach-E mm. genuinely okay. surprised me. Okay. I wasn't okay. really sure, but genuinely surprised me. And anybody I've talked to that has said they're thinking about electric cars should look at the Mustang Mach-E. I'm like, yes. If you're looking at an electric car, it absolutely needs to be on your extreme short list. The Mercedes AMG GLE 63S. So delightful. I loved it. My wife loved it. It has no business being in my life. It was entirely too expensive. But honestly, some of the best seats I was in all of last year, some of the best seats I've been in, period, yeah. are in that. Yeah. The GLE had the like it had perfect sports car seats. But then it was still a five seat SUV comparing to my wife's Cayenne was a little horrifying because we still love the Cayenne. It's got almost hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. It's still great. Bombproof awesome. in the snow. That's awesome. But here was this car showing everything the Cayenne is not. So there's been much discussion <laughs> okay. in the Deacon household as a result. And then the last one that I like kind of inexplicably in the utility category is the Hyundai Santa Cruz. Oh, yes. Yes. That's just, absolutely on my list. I, yep. I just liked it. It was just fun to be in, to be around, to look at. It's all, it, it checks all the boxes of the reasons why I gravitate toward cars. Do I need it? Nope. <laughs> not at all don't have a exactly. use for it the yeah. bed is really tiny <clears throat> yeah but i just yeah. think it's cool i love it i love that you categorized everything too that's i i got geeky. a step beyond i i got geeky because I, I didn't want to be jumping back and forth from like sports cars to the escalade i was like let's put these okay. in some categories sure. I, that, sure. I went there I, first i just went straight with my top well nine list i guess i don't know where nine came from but the favorite favorite cars if we're talking utility and we're still in the utility category i really enjoyed the bronco Okay. Now, we do have a piece comparing the Wrangler to the Bronco. It's two weeks out. On it's called TV. Horse and Rider. Horse versus Rider. <laughs> Can't wait for the Shelby Bronco Raptor, so the bird holding the snake riding the horse you know it. logo could be designed. That's coming. I I'm think you should design it. That, that needs to be your next Paul's design piece. I want you to just design okay. that logo okay. just in case it needs to exist. It needs we to should be get, multiple we should different get kinds of things. way out in front of it. It's not just one logo. It's, you know, the bird posing with the snake, balancing on the horse's head, and then the bird, like, holding onto the reins and the snake, you know, whipping the horse with the snake. I don't know, man. And... I, I leave it to you. I think we should get way out ahead of it. And maybe if it's good enough, it'll wind up as a lip shift shirt. People will be like, what is that? Ooh. It's everything. It's all the Okay, now you're tempting It's me. all the Ford performance all right. on one logo on one shirt. I really enjoy driving the Bronco. and. That episode is coming, so I don't want to reveal too much, but it was very impressive, and I love that it is in such high demand because yeah, yeah. people want that old-school thing. It's so very old-school in approach, but it is more modern, and it drives very well, and it's extremely capable. Mm -hmm. So we drove the four-door, and the two-door, of course, is coming, and that might be the sweet spot, but that was very impressive. Also, the Santa Cruz is on my list. Really enjoyed it. So unexpected, full mm -hmm. of Easter eggs, mm -hmm. and far more capable in both off-road and on-road actual fun yeah, than I yeah. ever suspected. I didn't expect it to be fun at all to drive. That was the big surprise. Yeah, all the Mercedes AMG, the GLS, <laughs> the big daddy. The big boy. Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. It's even bigger. The GLE is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's $131,000. Which is completely obscene. But if we're yeah. going to throw down for a really hot, amazing uh -huh. yeah. seven passenger yeah, I hear that you. shouldn't drive like it does. It, that's true. That's true. It's the GLS 63. Yeah, I can oh see it. Oh my gosh. I just loved being in this boat mm -hmm. that could just worry every car on the road. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Every sports car should be concerned. 
And then, uh, yeah, the GV80, the 2021 Genesis GV80. Okay. Really, good really so impressed with that yeah, in yeah. driving dynamics on road and the amount of luxury and amenities for what you get mm-hmm. for the price you pay. It cannot be ignored. I look forward to driving all of the Genesis products. We want to drive even more. Yeah, yeah. Have not at this recording driven the GV70. We hear great things, but Genesis is doing incredible stuff. I'm just, yeah, yeah. I'm amazed that GV80 was a, a true standout for me. I, I have to go to the cheap cars. Because I was pleased this year that there were three cars. And I, I tried to keep this to cars I'd never driven before this year. Mm. And there were three that are genuinely cheap, affordable, fun cars, all of which were better than I expected them to be. Okay. Probably least surprising on my list is the GR86 Toyota. I mean, I, yes. look, I was an FRS owner. I, I owned the first Gen 86. I've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. I know many of you are hoping to get through a podcast one day that does not mention an 86 chassis. <laughs> they might come. And I appreciate you hanging in there. Uh, but Don't lose hope. The second Gen I didn't think would ever exist. I really didn't think the first Gen would be successful. Why? Enough. I didn't think it would be successful enough for them to do it again. I thought it was Toyota trying something. Look, I've been proven wrong, but I thought it was Toyota trying something. And especially once they killed the Scion brand and then they had to rebrand it in the States and all that kind of stuff. I thought all of these were harbingers for the fact it was just like, well, that was a nice little experiment. Subaru doesn't want another one because it's not all-wheel drive, and we didn't sell enough to make it make any more sense. We're not putting development dollars back into this chassis. I mm. thought it was one and done. I really did. Speaking of which, screech, hard turn. Yes. In the Santa Cruz piece, <laughs> yes. you On called out yeah. the Tesla truck. The, the, yes, the Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. As fantasy, that it will never be built. I, I said that you should buy a Santa Cruz because <laughs> yes. that, that's the Cybertruck you can own. Are you still there? Do you still maintain the Cybertruck will never be built? Is um, it still fantasy land? Let me and put it to you this way. Elon Musk has reached a place. I wasn't looking for an Elon rant. I promise he, he, I was not I, looking he's, at it. He's reached a place. What's in here? <laughs> Ba-boom. It's in this room. Where he is just promising stuff because it makes the stock price go up. And that it happens, has no yeah. connection to reality, and you don't need to yes. look any further than I'm going to build a humanoid robot next year. I'm going to keep beating yes. that drum because he did say that. Yeah, He didn't joke it. He said it. Yeah, true. So we're just promising things because the stock price goes up when he promises things. I think the Cybertruck is... Um, Tenuous at best. You had to think a lot for that yeah. one. Uh, that, <laughs> Dig that's, deep. That's the word I'm going to go with, is tenuous at best. Okay. And the All Santa right, Cruz exists now and looks crazy cool, and you could get one. And it's awesome. That's true. Okay. But the 86, I didn't think would have, that was a hard turn, didn't think would have a second gen. I'm amazed that it did. And then I kind of expected if you're going to do a second gen, it'd be like the slightly warmed over first gen. Mm. And they really sat down and went, what's not working in gen one? And let's address those things. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying it's all fixed across the board and it's 100% everything it ever could be. I'm not saying that. But the sheer fact that it's not turbo amazes me and that the, the weight with more tech in it is almost the same. Somebody sweated this car. It's a good way of putting it. So okay. I, I okay. am very impressed with GR86. The new Honda Civic SI, I like Civics. I've always thought they were fine. It's good. It's good, yeah. I, I, look, I understand why people buy them. The SI is fun and cool. I'm not interested. Short of the Type R, I've never driven a Civic and been like, you should buy this car. You should, <laughs> you should buy one of those. This new Civic SI is excellent. It's it excellent. Is. It really is. It yeah. really surprised me. So it's on my list. And the last of the cheap cars, better than it should be. I'd never driven one before this year. The MR2 Spider. 
I loved driving that car. I know I you really did. I really did. I know you did. And the fact that I stumbled across it as part of our cheap sports car challenge this year, I drove it. I loved it. I think it is an unsung, <laughs> excellent little car. I know you are not a fan. Not a fan. But that's fine. That's all right. Well, I didn't really break it down into cheap cars necessarily, but I do have one that was such a standout. It was the Mini. Hmm. It was that JCW Mini Cooper that yeah, we had. Yeah, we had it recently. Yeah. That, that's I about cackled. to come out on test drive. I laughed. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, just yeah. stuck it hard, flat to the floor, <laughs> hard shift. Yeah, yeah. And I just laughed everywhere I drove that sure. thing, thinking, sure. what else could Mini do? There can't possibly be a level of refinement that's really going to make me own one, and it's probably fine. It's a Mini. This one I want. It was awesome. It was fun to drive. It was too expensive, but nevertheless. <laughs> it was too expensive. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. It was a cackle everywhere. That's, good. That's a very good one. I yeah. just so enjoyed it. It just it felt like a rediscovery mm. in okay, a strange cool. way. Yeah. So that's on my list for sure. But then I dove straight for the 2021 Mercedes AMG CLA 45. Yeah, that was yellow and angry when it showed up. That spoke to me. I know it did. Just Mercedes AMG is speaking to me even more. <laughs> they now. have so just, much fun over there. They do. So that was a big standout. And I'm with you on the GR86. And with the original, as you all know, I've never really been a big fan. It's sort yes. of like trying to tell somebody that you really do like their cooking. Like, no, it's really taste. Good job. Good, Good. job, you. <laughs> Scrape your tongue with your napkin. Or okay, all right. Sure, your new baby's cute. Yes, wow. your newborn. You have, a, you have a newborn. What a beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? their kid? Did you see their kid? Oh, that's terrible. But it's it like that. I, I thought, yeah, I well, like, I, I'm almost there. The recipe was there. The cake was never fully baked for me. Mm. The ingredients, it was like missing flour or you just forgot sugar. You should have put <laughs> sugar in there. It made it taste good. But the second one, it is a GR car. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's now truly a GR car. And the president of Toyota kind of swiveled his head and went, that one. We should make this really we good. Should, yeah. He paid yeah. attention mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that car. And yeah. it shows. I am so fully on board with this car. I can't even tell you. I'm thrilled <laughs> with it. I want more. Constantly want more. I think GR86. So if you thought Todd was going to let a podcast go by... Sorry, Without guys. talking about the prior generation. Sorry, guys. The new one is really, really good. And the best part about it is price. We don't love that dealers continue the markup cars, and we're continuing to hear the mm-hmm. horror stories, and we hope it doesn't continue. We've even seen SIs for $42,000. You've seen the news, uh, too. No, no, is the answer. It's don't not that. worth that much, but mm-hmm. the SI is really good. I'm with you. It's just a front-wheel drive. This is a sedan. Why is this this much fun? Well, it seems like mm-hmm. such low power. It's less than the last version why is this fun? We we put it on our test drive channel already that you know and I are doing a test drive of it. We have a great TV episode coming up with it on season 10. It's episode four, which where we put it with the Mark 8 GTI. And that, that generated some really interesting discussion from both you and I. We were both surprised by both cars. We're glad to have them together. But I do have to point out something again. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to keep beating this horse. <laughs> I know it's dead, but I'm going to beat it anyway. Acura is about to have an Integra. <laughs> which is based on the Civic. Here we go. Mm-hmm. The Civic has more room front and rear than the Acura TLX, which is technically a larger car in a larger market. Not technically, so it's huge. Acura is about to have their small car mm. have more space inside than their big car. And I just, I, I, scratching my head is understating what's happening to my brain to think about this. Yeah. 
I don't really know how to explain that one There either. isn't any explanation. That is inexplicable. It's kind of a clean sheet design for the TLX. I, the TLX is great looking. It's beautiful. And it drives pretty well, but it is a packaging disaster. And when you're, sorry, when your small car has more room than your big car, something went awry. Well, I can tell you, and that is the designers. Mm-hmm. And I am guilty of this too, because we want the beautiful, the most beautiful yeah. object to be the best. Mm-hmm. And designers inherently want the design to lead and not the functionality. That's what drove the first, that was the argument with the first Panamera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The design boss was like, okay, we got to make a four-door 911. Mm -hmm. And then, well, the people in charge, the product planners and the president of the company said, no, no, it actually has to fit people back there. Yeah, somebody involved was, I'm reading this recently, somebody involved was over six feet tall and he was like, I want to be able to sit in every seat. Well, that changes things. And the designers went, yep, for sure. Really? Can't we just slope the, well, by the second generation, they got it, you know, they refined it, massaged it. Same thing happening here. You know, the design team wanted that car to just be sexy, beautiful. And it Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. it's just, Never get in the back seat. It's a two plus two like with never. four doors. <laughs> You're going to hate it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't believe it's that bad. It is kind of shocking. So that design led the day, mm-hmm. whereas, of course, mm-hmm. the Civic doesn't look as good as the TLX. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. And the Integra doesn't either. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> On one hand, who cares? On the other, well, the buying public. Yeah, right? interesting. The, the Civic's very good. I'm going to go to the aspirational cars. I have three on this list. Mm. Three cars I drove this year, and I just, I would drive... Any of these three, any time I had the opportunity, I would love to own any of the three of them. I don't know if I'll ever own any of the three of them because okay. it makes no sense and they're way too expensive for me. Okay. The first one is the BMW M2 CS. That's on my list. $100,000 worth of two series is way too much money. It's so good, though. It's very good. Oh, it's a $100,000 two series, yeah. which is a problem. The, <laughs> which is a problem. The Evora GT, which was spectacular, and it's, I mean, yeah. legitimately out the door. It's probably about 110 115 even though the one we had, they got a deal on it at hundred grand. A deal at hundred grand. That but is I a saved you money. spectacular car. That is yeah. a spectacular car. I would yeah. love to have an Evora GT. And then the one that may surprise some of you, but honestly, if I could own it, I would absolutely own it, and I have no need for it, and I cannot afford it, and that is the Ram TRX. Oh, that's right. I loved that thing, and it <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know that it makes sense for anyone. It doesn't. For any it, buyer. I am, I, am, I am actually stating it categorically right now. The Ram TRX makes no sense, full stop, period. However, it is a cackle it makes me want to own a big, ridiculous pickup. You know what that TRX is? It's become a moment-in-time vehicle. Yeah, yeah. The things that will never be built again. Because it's the Honda S2000 of big pickup trucks. It, it's, <laughs> there it is. Because the Stellantarians have realized mm-hmm. with the Dodge brand, mm-hmm. with the Ram brand, they've got to think about some electrified pickup, and yep. they've got to fix the Hellcat problem, even though... It's not a problem for enthusiasts yeah, everywhere. Right. This is where we should we just keep making that engine. The E-Power Dodge. Whatever else you design, put that engine in it. The end. But they know the brand cannot survive and continue mm-hmm. like it is. So we've heard rumblings of some sort of hybrid electrified with some sort of you know gas engine. Fine. I'm sure it'll still have a lot of power. But mm-hmm. never again will there be a Hellcat engine something. I don't think. 
And but, so as last of an era, let's yeah. shove it in the pickup truck. Yeah. But you know what? We can't stop there. <laughs> we got to make it wider than a Hummer. Yes. We got to make it have jump detection so it knows when it's in the air because it's going to be in the air. <laughs> Watch our piece. It's in the air. And the top speed is 118 miles an hour in a giant pickup truck. It's not fun at 118 miles an hour. The acceleration in it was staggering. 6,400 pounds. And I, it just, I, it takes mm. off like a shot. I cannot overstate how <laughs> capable and fast this yeah. aircraft carrier was. It was just, and then, and then we kept launching it. Launching it. What'd Over you do today, Todd? Well, I went, I went to snow-covered sand dunes and got a truck airborne. That was my day. Over and over. Over and over again. That Watch was, that piece. It's very funny. Yeah, the Evora GT and the M2CS. I cannot believe how much I liked that Evora GT. I knew Ooh, I'd I'm like so it, glad. and I'm I would so acknowledge glad. it, but I'm over the edge. It's it, brilliant. It's, fantastic. it's, really it's good. so good. And then the M2CS just spoke to that German build. Oh, yes, I know. The, yeah. Oh, so fast and so good. Mm-hmm. But the best part of it was when both of them were parked in my driveway along with three other cars <laughs> and the three cars in my garage. <laughs> yes. And my new neighbors from Chicago drove by and they just stopped. And I just happened to be standing out there. And one of them rolled down the window and she said, who are you? <laughs> we simply must know you. Yeah, that's funny. That's very Which funny. Was, I laughed. I just thought, look, this is really kind of an anomaly. It's an illusion. It's, it's just the cars are going away this afternoon. And I just had to park them here because of the, no, no, I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to go ahead and go with it. So, yes, you need to know me. Because These are my cars. <laughs> this is who I am. Collection. I have so many cars, I can't even move in my driveway. Getting the ones out of my garage require moving three cars. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they were very nice, lovely people, and they invited me over for drinks on July 4th. Because it was great. We have to have the car said, guy here because he'll have stories. Said, you absolutely must come over for drinks. So I went over for drinks. It was great. <laughs> well, let's keep it going with favorite experiences from 2021. Yeah. And I will start off. And my favorite experience was watching the Mercedes SLK drive out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and the happy wow, new owner okay. All right. and his wife okay. picked it up. They drove it back to North Dakota. He got the top fixed and it's working. And it's doing wonderful. He sent me updated photos. Yeah. It's been great. And I'm, I think, I hope it's still running. We do want updates on our cars, we by do. the way. Yes, if you won them or you bought them, please write to us. <laughs> Give it the update. Ryan okay. wrote with the Maserati a, a while back. Mm-hmm. We know what's happened to the Phaeton at this point. But... The happy new owner drove it away and it left my life. That was Paul my was favorite. Paul was so excited that day. Oh, God. I, I got so this. Good. My phone starts exploding with text messages about the SLK is gone. He was like, oh, thank you. Thank you for taking that. That's awesome. It was quite a, quite a lot. But looking back with everything that was my favorite, it's a long list. And mm-hmm. we did so much. We did a ton this year. It was great. It's amazing. Well, I started off with Rally Ready. Austin. Yeah, that that episode's actually coming. It's on so Amazon different. already, but it's coming to YouTube here in a couple months. Yeah, so different. It was just it was a lot of fun hanging with the entire crew, mm-hmm. and a cool, unexpected part was the dog rescue part. Oh yeah, of Rally Ready, yeah. which is Rally Rescue, mm-hmm. and just dogs everywhere. It was just like this friendly greeting every time mm-hmm. you got out of a car. You did something. You did yeah. it wrong. You were stupid. You. You know, went off course or whatever, and you came back and was just like, happy dogs. Yep, happy dog. Hi. Great, great. Thank like you. Yeah. <laughs> Loved meeting you. So Rally Ready was up there. And then I'm also glad that manufacturers have started to do press launches again. We mm. had a couple near us. One was the mm-hmm. Nissan Frontier in Sundance, Utah. Yeah, that was 40 fun. Minutes. That was very fun. And, of course, the GR86 in White Plains, New York at the Monticello Motor Club. We enjoyed that quite a bit, yeah. So good. I just, I like that they're starting to do these things mm-hmm. again. Things are back. It just, it felt normal. There's a degree of That's cool. yeah. normalcy there hasn't been. I can see that, yeah. What else? 90 supercars. 
again, through this list, I went, oh yeah, we did that too. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Those 90s hero cars, the Supra, the RX-7, and the 300ZX. And, of course, I had just gotten my 300ZX at that point, and we put it in that TV episode. And, of course, it's also now on YouTube as a different, better cut on YouTube because we had more time. That was a, a red-letter day. I mean, that that is, let's be honest, that is the day that in the 90s when those cars were being sold, if you told me I'd get to do that day, I would have gone, nah. That's great. You know, and there That's I was in all three of those cars. And and like yeah. getting to just beat on them and think about the minutiae. It wasn't just it wasn't just a fanboy day, which it was. It, it was, was a fanboy day. Yeah, yeah. But also we got to sit in them with the experience that we have and really think about what do I like, what do I not like? Let's be objective. Let's let's dig in. Let's decide what we like. And I'll I'll be honest, I loved driving the Mazda RX seven for the dynamics. And I said it on camera, and I will say it again. I think it is the best sports car driving experience Mazda has ever created. It is phenomenal. Absolutely. And I was terrified that something was going to go wrong while I was driving it. And I was genuinely uncomfortable while driving it, which was, which yeah. was a, a little soul-crushing soul soul crushing for me yeah. because I, I yeah. so enjoyed being in it. And, and to keep driving it and to keep thinking that I'm more comfortable in my Lotus Elise than I am in an RX-7. Which and is not crazy. Because, not yeah. because I know the Elise. I literally was more comfortable all the time in my Elise than I was in the RX-7. And yet I kept thinking, this is so spectacular to drive. And please, please get me out. Which is a weird combination. Yeah. I, I think I just kind of ignored the shortcomings. I mean, you were <laughs> far more... You experienced more discomfort than I did in there. But my knees were too far apart. They're straddling the steering wheel. And my head was to the side. And I thought, if I'm uncomfortable... <laughs> Todd's going to rant about this. Just wait. Oh, it's coming. And For the other did. guy. Yeah. But it was so good. It was so... Uh, and you're right. We we diced it up into the minutia of driving feel through this... The degrees of steering wheel mm-hmm. turning. Perfect. Oh, one degree, it's... Uh, two degrees, three. <laughs> well, let's go to four. We had a couple of days with those cars on a perfect road, one of our very favorite roads in the area. Yeah. We had them back to back. It was spectacular. It really was. The Utah meetup really stands out. Oh, yeah. And even though we're in January as of this recording, I will send out to all of you listening, if you'd like to come to the Utah meetup, get in early because we're mm-hmm. going to do it again. It yeah, was so much fun. It was great. It was a lot of people, and we thought, how's this ever going to work? And mm-hmm. thanks to Mandy, she organized everything. Yeah, she, killed she did it. such a great job. But we just so enjoyed having everybody, this like-minded group of people. Nobody was trying to show off. Nobody's trying to outdrive somebody else. Mm-hmm. It was just go fast when you can go fast and go slow and enjoy otherwise. We had all the weather. We had all the kinds of roads. Yeah. But yet we spent very little time on any kind of normal freeway. We were a pack of 25 great-looking cars. We were a rolling car show. It's on my list for sure. That was a fantastic couple so of days. So good. We're going to do it again. We almost have to do two now because great. The, waves. The, of, the demand is there. You're at wave one. We'll be back for wave <laughs> two. Easy. You've just, you've just terrified me, Paul. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Which wave Just, are you in? <laughs> I'm in wave 43. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, what month was that? I can't remember. All Everyday Driver d- does now is the Utah <laughs> meetup. Just on a loop. Yeah. Right, right. Well, also, the eight-car cheap sports car challenge was mm. way up there, and yeah. it was the experiencing every car back-to-back. Yeah. You and I had spent a year with our two cars, <laughs> the SLK, then left my life after that. Did <laughs> I, did yeah. I mention you that? You covered that part, yeah. Uh-huh. So we had driven both those cars, but then having everything together, it almost reset the meter. 
Mm. It reset mm-hmm. the driving experience mm-hmm. back to back to back back all yeah, the way yeah, through. Yeah. And we compared all eight and then whittled that down to a second video, which was the top five. Of course, our two cars had to make it. Mm-hmm. We agreed on a particular car to make it. And then the two extras we would choose for a total yeah, of five. It was, it was very cool. So that was a second video. If you haven't seen that one, that's a follow-up to the eight car challenge. Yeah. But that was so much fun. It was a lot of work doing everything in a day. It's a yeah. lot of talking. Yeah. Well, plus Edgar and Chance were shooting every single car's beauty, uh, like st- still beauty shots yeah. in one day. We were rocketing through those cars. I was really, really good. Of course, we did Midsummer, which helped. But uh, yeah, for sure, that's on the list. Absolutely. Remember Travis and Sophie? Yeah. Stick shift. Yeah. That you're right. That so was a good fun. Day. That was a really good day. That was up there. And then of course our recent Pacific Northwest road trip with our cars of the past. Mm-hmm. That was. So cathartic. Looking back, I still can't believe we did that. I know. I know. It's coming out as a TV episode, but it'll also be part of the series. We have three more to do in 2021. Or mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Excuse me. But we've completed the first one, and that was from San Francisco all the way up the coast. We hugged the coast the entire way to yeah. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. It was just under 1,000 miles, according to my calculations. Right about 1,000, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the car's... A, they made it. <laughs> we got to Seattle. <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert, we reached Seattle, but it really is an adventure, yeah. It's funny because I keep coming across business cards on my desk from either the restaurant that we ate at, like in Bodega Bay, or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a hotel that we stayed at. I'm like, oh my gosh, so many memories already. And that was in four days. Yeah, you're right. We you're right. rocketed through content. We did. And it was really, uh, that was on my list for sure because that West Coast trip was a real highlight. I was surprised at how many <clears throat> road trips I took in 2021. Because if you think about yes. it, I went and got the Z car in May with my son. That's right. We did the West Coast trip. We did the Utah adventure. <laughs> and I also did one of my top things of the year was the road trip with my son in our Lotus. That's right. Which I have to say, honestly, I, was, I had a lot of trepidation going into that trip. I know you did. Because I, did. I knew I was going to do, uh, it ended up being 1,400 miles in that car. Still can't believe you did that. It was fantastic. But I was taking my son, which... Theoretically, in, 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 that, in that wonderful flowers and candy world that parents live in until reality dawns, which is about once a day. It's Hallmark. Okay. It's going to be all, is this going to be great? This is going to be the stuff memories are made of. And then there's a part of me in the back of my mind going, what if we both hate each other an hour in? The car's hot. It's, it, we're, it's loud. We're angry. We're not enjoying it. We had a blast. So glad. And I was so worried about it not being fun or us getting to just like, okay, this trip needs to be over. From either one of us, yeah. I can be yeah. just as annoying as my son. You can only imagine. So oh, we funny. both had a great, great time. And I, by the way, I'm, I'm flattered and thankful that you guys have enjoyed that video because that video felt really personal to put out. It, it absolutely be, was. Because it also felt like this thing where it's like, I took a road trip with my son. Does anybody want to watch that? And sure. many people have watched it and really enjoyed it, which I'm thrilled by. But that was definitely a highlight. It's been a highlight for him. It makes me want to take more uh, road trips in that car, which is crazy, I know. Yes, West Coast is on, the, on the there. But I have to say, driving the inspiration cars was another one of those things. And yeah. thank you again to so many of you that really responded to that episode. Just played this past Saturday. It is coming up again. It will rerun on Motor Trend, and then it will come to, to Amazon Prime and YouTube. But I drove the 300ZX and the E-Type back-to-back in the same day. You drove a 928 and a Testarossa back-to-back in the same day. In perfect fall colors. We yeah. had perfect weather. We had agreeable owners of these other two cars. And I, the whole time, 
both those days. Even the day I wasn't driving, I was just shooting for you. I just kept thinking, we're currently doing this. Yeah. I mean, we, we have that blessing a lot of times with doing this show. We, we joke with each other all the time. We're like, hey, this is a work day. And, and we love having this, this show. We love that you guys actually follow along. It's wonderful. Mm. And it has literally been life-changing for us. And we're thrilled that we can share it with you. But that was at a whole other level. It really was. So that yeah. driving inspiration cars thing was fun. I can't wait for everybody to see that piece because it's really cool. So cool. The owners were so gracious. Jeff yeah. owns the E-Type, and mm-hmm. he went with us on the trip, yep. and then his wife ended up meeting up with us, and she came out in her 750IL and joined the party for a little bit during the shoot, yeah. and yeah, Jeff yeah. was just so gracious. He just, you know, yeah, hop in it. Go experience it. Yeah. It's all original, and there's zero problems. Mm-hmm. It didn't give us any problems. It was great. The entire was shoot. Yeah. And then Shane, who owns the Ferrari Testarossa, mm-hmm. just prior to driving, we drove these cars late September yeah, for yeah. the shoot. He said, well, it's getting its engine out in November. So yeah, go, go ahead and drive it. Just bring it back, you know, go, go drive it, have it for a day. My jaw hit the floor. Mm-hmm. He was not with us on the shoot. Yeah. Here's my Testarossa. <laughs> go have fun. Have a good time, He guys. didn't even say anything about it. Like, be careful. Now. He didn't say that. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, we'll keep the shiny side up and do this. He didn't say any of that. Turn the key, drive it. Bye-bye. Have fun. Bring the car back. Just let me know. Text me when you bring it back. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. I I couldn't believe it. So thanks to both those owners. They were great. It was amazing. And just having these cars and treating them like they were our own Mm. made it so personal. Because I think you imagine suddenly driving that, that it was yours. Yeah, for sure. I certainly did that with the Testarossa. Like, and, and I had, I had, here's the other thing. And I mean, it was, for the time you were driving, it was yours. Absolutely. To, and to, to this point, I talked about, and you'll see it in this episode, I talked about my, my history. And you talked about yours with the test choice. I talked about my history with the E-Type. And being a kid when my dad had them long before I could drive. And my, and my son's heard these stories before. Mm-hmm. And so when he found out, and he was in school, when he found out that we were going to be driving an E-Type, he, he looked at me like half excited and half just heartbroken, like, Dad, how do I see this E-Type? <laughs> and I said, yes. buddy, I said, buddy, look, I'm going to be off shooting out of cell phone range. I'm going to be there all day. And if, because his grandmother's picking him up that day, I said, if she can bring you out and get out there before we're done shooting, you can see it. But it's not my car and it's not staying after shoot. So right. if you can get out there in time, awesome. I don't know if my mother-in-law has ever sped, but she might have that day. I'm not sure because I have a feeling my son was quite adamant. Have you asked her? I haven't asked her. Any about the I, in-car, I this um, ride over to the... But we have pictures, she, he and I sitting in the car together. I got to take him for a couple miles in the car, which was also really so cool. So great. Yeah, very fun. Cars are made to be driven, and we can't imagine a future without driving cars we really love. Luckily, the folks at Haggerty feel the same way. That's why they support this show. One of the many things Haggerty offers for people who love cars is insurance for their enthusiast vehicles, but that also includes classic cars, trucks, motorcycles, collectibles, and even boats. They also protect raced vehicles off the track and can even insure vehicles on the track for HPDE events and track days. In fact, we use Haggerty Track Day Insurance every time we drive the Cayman and Elise on our local track, and it adds huge peace of mind. Learn more about Haggerty and quote insurance at haggerty.com slash everydaydriver. 
Well, once again, Happy New Year. It is 2022. This is the first episode of 2022. We will be here every Tuesday and every Friday pretty much all year. That's a lot of podcasts. We do over 100 a year, typically how that works. So we'll be here a lot, a lot of talking from us while we're still doing the original YouTube channel, the Test Drive channel, and the TV series. So all of that will be going on, plus these trips and meets and this kind of stuff. But the reason I bring up 2022 is not just to say Happy New Year to all of you, but because we need to talk about the cars we're excited about for the new year and the experiences we're excited about for 2022. Let's jump right in with the future cars, but I want to start by discussing electric cars up against interested viewers. Ah, okay. You understand where I'm going with this? I do see what you're doing. And that is electric cars, generally speaking, unless you're a focused YouTube channel on electric cars or any Mm -hmm. particular Mm -hmm. outlet all about electric cars, they don't seem to get the kind of viewership that other cars do. Yeah. This is a generality. It depends on the car, the time of day. Depends (laughs) on a lot of things. Fair, yeah. But overall, it just doesn't seem like people are really interested. We had a a request come by for a Jaguar Mm I-Pace. I thought, totally interested in driving it. It's old news, and who buys them? Mm -hmm. I've seen one. Mm -hmm. He also lives in my neighborhood, but... (laughs) That's why you see him, yes. (laughs) I've seen one. Yeah, yeah. So who's buying these things? And are you really interested in seeing the I-Pace? Not really. Nah, It's kind of old news. One of the struggles that we're having with electric cars, because you and I are definitely interested in driving all of them. Absolutely. And they're all on our list. But the the reality is that when they're by themselves, they seem to only get viewership from the people that are already interested in that specific car and nobody else cares. When we put them in a comparison, like we did the the Model Y and the Mach-E and the ID4, we tend to draw in some people. Yes, true. But there is a segment of our audience on YouTube and also on Motor Trend, that the minute they find we're covering electric cars, they go away. Absolutely, now, luckily, it's, yes. it's a broader forum when we're, we're bringing <clears throat> multiple of them in comparisons. And what I'm excited about in 2022 and beyond is I want to start putting some electric cars with some non-electric cars and talking about pros and cons of the two in comparison to each other. I loved doing electric cars against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about here's an electric and here's one that isn't. Who's doing it better? Right. That's really fun to me as well. And we're not talking about drag racing because it just seems like humans around the world still can't wrap their brains around the fact that electric cars are quicker. They just are. Fine. And drag races prove nothing. These are are two universal truths we must get through to the audience. Electric cars, fast. seems like drag races, stupid. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. The years of you comparing electric cars to gas-powered cars, I'm just going to ignore. We got to try it again because I still can't get it. Let's try it again. I don't want to compare them to drag racing. That is irrelevant. (laughs) I mean in every other way. (laughs) Yes. I totally take your point. But to that effect, Rivians are on my mind. The Ford F-150 Lightning is very intriguing to me, as is the Audi e-tron GT, which I think looks better than the Taycan. It does. It does look better. And we know all of them. As you said, all of the electric cars. I'm intrigued by what each manufacturer is doing to address what they see, the future of transportation. I can't wait to drive Except a Rivian. Except for Canoe. I'm very excited guys. about a Rivian. However, I'm almost more excited by, I think it's the S1, <laughs> their, their suburban fighter, than yeah. I am the pickup. But I'll drive either one. Yeah. I'm excited about the Rivian. I also, like, top of my list talking about future tech mm-hmm. is the Lucid. I really want to drive Way the up Lucid there. Air. Yeah. Yeah. And people are already doing range tests and all yeah, this. I just sure. want to know what it's like to live with it as a car. Yeah, well, that's it's in your that's life. That's the whole point. Yes. That is the whole point. If it's just a gimmick, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about it for real. Yeah. All right. Moving on from electric cars to the Nissan Z topping my list for 2022, Mm -hmm. of course, is the Z car. I realized when I got into this. 
that I started building comparisons. I started building Did episodes you? by accident. I have the Z car, which yes. I can't wait to drive, yes. but I want to put that with the Supra stick shift because I think it's coming. I do too. And I think I Toyota do. is, is by, by the way, we have not been told a thing. I'm just letting you know that. We've not been told a thing. This is, yeah. Okay? Yep. But I think... Toyota is sitting in a clock tower somewhere with their sniper shot of a, <laughs> of a stick shift Supra and just waiting for Nissan to say, we'll have them in dealers here and promptly drop the Supra right at the same time. Feeling lucky, punk? Yep. Well, yeah, the Supra manual is up there on my list. Of course, the Acura Integra, we've talked a little bit about that. The forthcoming Civic Type R. If the SI is this good, mm-hmm. the Type R is going to be mind-blowing. But I'm back because the Civic Type R, I definitely want the new Civic Type R with the Mark 8 Golf R. Yeah, want to put those yes. together. We have the SI sure. versus the GTI in this TV episode. Let's do Type R versus Golf R. How about the new BMW 2 Series Coupe? Coupe? Sure. Interest me. I'm sure. Sure. By that, we've recommended the 235i mm-hmm. many, many times and the 240. So what's the new one like with a yes. two-inch longer wheelbase? Other than uglier. Much, much uglier. I got to see it in person. I, in that I can't imagine metallic eggplant. It looks that much better. I was driving recently, actually. We were on a shoot, and a guy went by me in a purple two series and i was like press car I <laughs> totally just, I, yeah. we were on a great road in los angeles i knew for a fact that person was in a press car it was that eggplant yeah. yep and the corvette z06 oh. bring all of that yeah yeah that's well, extreme short list that. for sure more Genesis anything, more Mercedes anything, more okay. Porsche anything, and more Toyota anything. Interesting. Okay. Bring it all. Well, I realized we have not yet driven the BRZ. No, that's a good I want point. to drive the BRZ and I want to put it with the GR86, which I haven't seen. Now, we need to do that. That was you're channeling I, 2013. I, I haven't seen good comparisons yet of those two together. There have been others than us that have driven the GR86 and then later drove the BRZ. We have not been in the BRZ yet. We very much want to be in one. If you have one in the local area, hello. Uh, But anyway, but new (laughs) BRZ with the GR86, I definitely want to put those two together. I also thought of something else we haven't driven that just got recently released by press, uh, multiple press releases, and many, many people drove it. And um, I want to put it with something that isn't even out yet but will be. Okay. I want to drive the new, why does it have fenders, WRX. Why does it have fenders? Why, mud flap, really? Stop it with the muddy, flappy, plastic fender. It's the cheap stop, Urus. Stop. It's stop. a cheap So Urus. the new WRX, I really, really want to drive that, but I want yeah. to put it with the upcoming, I'm certain it's coming, Toyota GR Corolla. Oh. We've heard mumbling. the GR is a race car, the, not a base WRX, you're not thinking. No, WRX, the GR Corolla, it'll be, we don't get the, the Yaris. <clears throat> no. The, the rumor mill is bubbling that we're going to get the GR version of the Corolla, so that with the WRX sounds fascinating to me. Although, don't you think the WRX should be like a hot version of the WRX to go with the hot version of the... Well, but the the Corolla will be... Uh, the GR Corolla, let's say, theoretically, will be 300 horsepower. The WRX isn't far behind. No. You need an all-wheel no. drive. All-wheel drive, yeah. Something that size, sedan, four-door, made from something that is more lowly otherwise... WRX versus GR Corolla. And I can't say based on looks alone because we have not seen the GR Corolla yet. Yeah, we've heard uh, r- rumblings. Even though the WRX is not pretty. It's again with the, your baby's cute. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let me you just, you know. Put these sunglasses on and look the other direction. Those, those, yeah, big, it's, it's those big plastic fenders worked on the Outback. Let's put them on everything. That's really where we went. There's three supercars on my list. Oh, really? Okay, good. The Lotus Amira. 
Uh, that honestly, that's just a list by itself. There's a pained look on Todd's face. That is just the list, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, (laughs) As much as I like Lotus cars, as much as I like the Avora GT, the Amira cannot come fast enough. I don't think I. I will say right now. I don't think I can drive that car enough in 2020. Whatever amount of time we get with it, I'll be like, "Darn it! Does it really have to go?" Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to drive that. I think of any car that we've ever had or will ever have. We're going to have to pry you out of that mm-hmm. car. Yep. And I'm looking forward to it. If the GT, the Avor <laughs> GT, was anything to behold. Because this is what this is. I mean, oh honestly, look, and I applaud Lotus for doing it, but let's be honest. The Amira is the next variation of refining the Avora GT. It is yeah. not a bespoke restart. Mm-hmm. Lotus can't afford to do that. But it is their last gasp. Let's take the best of what we've got and make it <clears> better. And knowing how good the Avora GT is, knowing how much you and I both enjoyed it, Where's the Amira? You know, I look at this car almost like a very cheap way of all of us enthusiasts getting a hold of Gordon Murray's T50. That's an interesting connection. I None like of us that. will ever be able to afford or yeah. sniff a T50, let alone drive one. <laughs> With, w- yeah, will we even see one? That's a great yes. point. Outside of sitting still. Right. Yeah. So this is kind of the cheap way of getting at the driving dynamics, mm. and that's at least what I perceive right the thinking. now. I, I see where you are. Because yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. like you said, the thinking is a bit similar there. There's yeah. some through yeah. lines. Gordon Murray, you know, of course, the top end, you know, uh, all the money, yeah. all yeah, the yeah, yeah, everything. For sure. But, huh, this seems like a way to kind of channel that a little bit and get a hold of that, at least catch the tail of that and hang on, you know, of that driving experience. It's kind of what it seems like to me. Also, the McLaren Artura is very intriguing to me. Oh, okay. Because it's a clean sheet design. It's not Mm, like the 570S next. It's the 580. Sure. 585. Mm -hmm. It's a clean sheet design, completely new architecture, four new kinds of carbon fiber, (laughs) Thirty-three hundred pound. Is this like thirty-one flavors? It's totally four new kinds of carbon fiber. It's got all the flavors of carbon fiber on there, and it's a hybrid twin turbo V six combined with electric motor for six hundred and eighty horsepower and five hundred and thirteen pound feet of torque. Thirty-three hundred pound hybrid, which is intriguing. That is on the low end. You're right of 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 weight for sure. And then finally, the Maserati MC20. Yeah, I'm not surprised you went there. My obsession is renewed. My hopes are high. I'm very excited about this car. I want to drive one badly. Can we get? Okay, you're thinking everybody of listening. Comparisons. Everybody listening, help <laughs> us get an Amira and an MC20. Yes, they're not the same price point. The MC20 is going to be twice as expensive as the Amira, but I think that would be fascinating. See, you know where I was a couple of years ago bashing Maserati? I'm aware. I I was there for this. Y'all remember that? Yeah, many many people were there for this. Uh Uh-huh. Well, so I bought some new posters of vintage Maseratis because they are beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now I'm thinking about turning rooms into my house, like this will be the Maserati room. You're going to make themed rooms in your house? That's kind of what I'm thinking. (laughs) I've already got the 911 room. That exists. (laughs) Yes, you do. We're in the podcast studio. you have 911 rooms. I I do. You have Porsche rooms. What if I made a Maserati room? And guests who come stay, (laughs) they can stay in the Maserati room. I'll put you in that room. I'll put you in the Maserati room. One quarter of it has lots of hatred, but the other quarter is full of love. That's right. That's what I'm excited about. All right, keep it going with experiences. What are you looking forward to in 2022? You know, the top of my list... And, and I don't, we don't even have details yet, but the top of my list is I really cannot wait to go back to Europe. Yeah, I want to no do our kidding. pilgrimage trip again. Yeah. We are now, look, let's be honest. How much will the trip be different? And I ask that because since we were there, spa's been changed. 
It's true. You know? So I mean, and and also buildings have been torn down. Totally, tracks been changed. Totally, and also yeah. since then, you know, a lot of people, not just those of you that want to go with us on our pilgrimage trip to, to Germany and to Belgium to do the Ring and Spa. Not only is it all of you that have been waiting two years to go, we know other people that do various tours that have had people waiting to go. So is it going to be just this free for all, just? overwhelming amount of wave of people mm. going to Europe. I don't know, but I'm excited to go back. I'm really hoping that this fall we are going back. We're already in conversations trying to figure out dates to go back and do pilgrimage. That's top of my list. For sure. I'm very excited about further road trips in our cars of the past. Indeed. The West Coast piece, I'm in edit on it right now because it's, it's a couple of episodes of our TV season, and then it will come as a larger piece to YouTube, which I'm very excited about. Going through all this footage and reviewing, kind of like you said before, this great experience we had in those cars but I, I, can't, I can't get over how much I'm enjoying road tripping right now. So those road trips in the cool. cars in the past will be great, it's cool. which means I want to do the Utah Adventure again. Yes. I don't think we'll do waves, but you've horrified me. And I'm, and I'm seriously considering another summer Todd's road trip. Todd's convulsing on the floor. Yes. <laughs> Why did you that, say that? Where does that time come from? But I'm seriously considering another summer road trip in the Lotus with my son. I don't know where. That's cool. When we were finishing up last year, he was like, where are we going next year? Like, oh, gulp. So, you know, <laughs> this was a one time, never mind. I guess <laughs> this, is a, this is an every year thing now. So, yeah, I got to figure that out as well. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, pilgrimage is top of my mind, top of the list. We've been waiting a long time to go back. You yeah, have yeah. been waiting. Yeah, for sure. You listening. And if you're interested, as soon as we announce it, we'll, we'll definitely keep you posted. But the podcast will be the best way to hear about updates yes, to that yes. trip. Utah Adventure, the Utah Meetup is. Agreed. Cars of the past. We have three more to do. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. Three big yes. trips. Yes. So we've, we've gone west. We're doing four points of the compass. We yes. have only gone west. I'm not good at directions, but that does leave three more. You directions. know, the East Coast is a long way. It's from a long here. way from here. Yes, mm-hmm. that's up there. It's going to be great. Looking forward to that. And then we don't know what's coming our way as far as other manufacturers, press launches, For sure. cool yeah. events, yeah, yeah. yet to be announced. We're thrilled to participate when we can, of course, and uh, things that didn't exist, car comparisons, whatever. For sure. And I have to say, in general, I know this is, this is broad, but I do think about it a lot, especially at the beginning of the year. I want to see some real serious growth everyday driver across the board this year thank you to all of you that listen to the podcast if you haven't reviewed this podcast it does help keep it on the top five automotive podcasts we're very very proud that that is where it is at all and that so many of you are with us is amazing to us we love having all of you as kind of our car buddy friends we love being Mm. those for you so we love growth for this podcast but also the tv show the youtube channel i just i would like to see more people discover us i continue to be surprised we've joked with this before paul that on every one of our pieces that we drop on youtube Two comments at some point are in the scroll because because we try. We don't read every comment. We try to read as many as we can. We try to be aware of what you guys are saying and interact as best we can. Two comments pop up often. One is, why don't these guys have more subscribers? To which I say, I can't answer that. But the other one is, oh, never seen anything from these guys before. And I'm like, since 2007. Yeah. We were like OG YouTube over here. How have you, if you're a car person, have you never seen anything from us ever before? So I hope many more people discover us. I love the people that have. Thank you guys. Our friends at Griot's Garage have got a new line of ceramic products to make your car care easier and more satisfying than ever. Start with the new ceramic wash and coat, an ultra slick formula that can be used with either the bucket wash method, which I like, or a foaming sprayer, which I also like, or a cannon, which I also like. We actually take Griot's Speed Shine with us on every single shoot. It's the ultimate for quick detailing, and it now has ceramic protection as well. Ceramic Speed Shine maintains a slippery gloss finish in between your main washing and protection days. And they even have ceramic trim wipes for long-lasting protection on plastic trim. 
Try any of these products or use them as your new wash routine. They are 100% guaranteed and all their liquid products are made in the USA. Don't forget to use the code EDRIVER when you order at griotsgarage.com. Our audience gets 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. Well, with a little bit of time left, we've got some great questions from all of you on social media. We post on Mondays and Thursdays for the recording when we're recording the podcast. And we're asking for questions. And these are just random kinds of mm-hmm. questions. What's on your mind? What's in the news? That sort of thing. Yeah. And we've got, got one here from Way Donald Water Street. He's on Facebook saying, either one of us can take this. What would we say to GM trying to resurrect the Pontiac brand name? <laughs> Shouldn't have killed it. I mean, sorry. Or is it sorry. too late for that brand? Was too much damage done? I'm a little mixed on this. Mm. I don't think enough time has elapsed between killing off the brand and then everybody forgets about it. I'll give an example, the Maverick. Do you remember what the Ford Maverick used to be in the 70s? Not a pickup. Not a pickup? And it wasn't good. <laughs> and here's the Maverick back and nobody really remembers. It's a fuzzy kind of behind a We're aware that there opaque, was a Ford Maverick. I guess you resurrected the name, but here's the Maverick. And now it's the cool, hip, new thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, you let enough time go by, yeah, everybody forgot about it. All people know is that you had that IP. That intellectual property is yours. The yeah. name was yours. What is connected to you? We don't know. We have no idea. Wade, we've talked about this before, and that is three levels of the Corvette brand. Corvette being mm. broken off into its own brand, and then three levels of that. The not an SUV, by the way. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> not, not why we're making a Corvette brand. The Solstice kind of being at the lower end of that, yeah, the mini yeah. Corvette or mini sports car under this Corvette brand. Mm-hmm. But that just means Pontiac doesn't have to come back because they've got such a thing with Corvette now. Yeah. It's morphed. I don't know that GM needs to bring that back. And they've already tried names that didn't exist, a brand that didn't exist, and it's named after a planet, and it's just going to be one price for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese won't laugh at us at all. There's going to be a TV commercial so well. where we actually push a shopping cart right into the door and it bounces off. It's going to be that's the selling point right there. <laughs> totally. And well, that didn't work. So yeah, let's just keep moving forward. They they've resurrected Hummer as an electric, which <laughs> makes me wonder if that's the place for Pontiac because Pontiac theoretically and it got way watered down but theoretically was supposed to be like the performance variant brand it was we supposed build to be driving like, excitement exactly that's what it was supposed to be but it yeah. got really watered down and everything got bubbly and then it was all bad but what if Pontiac came back as the electric fun cars under GM they have the volts and the bolts and the whatever else they're going to make electric i still maintain there should be the jolt there you and go. that is the high-performance electric version. All the sugar and twice the caffeine, a leading brand. That's Anybody right. else remember that? Totally. But it could have a Pontiac brand that is, uh, that is trying to be fun EVs. Nobody's tackled that yet. Nobody's succeeded yet. It may be coming. That's about the only place I can see it, but we'll see. Phil says, hang on, hang on, Facebook. There, there's a lot of comments like this. With the current out-of-control dealer markups, we get sent these almost daily. We are shaking our heads and, and, and shaking our fists along with you because it's absurd. Yes. With the out-of-control dealer markups, is this the new normal? And once the supply and demand kind of settles and we can get cars into dealers, is this going to continue? Uh, Phil, I don't think so. And I don't think so for a couple of reasons. Right mm-hmm. now, dealers are doing this. at uh, It's 
A, this Tesla Cybertruck isn't coming. I, I, I cannot B. believe how, how honestly, how criminal it appears. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it, it, it's gone past, hey, we have something hot into, you're just trying to scam people, it feels like. Anyway, I, yeah, whole separate rant. But I don't think it can maintain because I also think that car manufacturers across the board are welcoming. I was just reading this today, a whole discussion internally at Ford. Car manufacturers are welcoming more than ever before online pre-order. Yes. Been it is becoming this. a thing yeah. where all manufacturers, I mean, look, I, I, I will say this. I love the Tesla buying model. I love the fact that you can just order a car from the company, and I mm-hmm. wish we could go back to that. Whether or not we will, I don't know. It's a whole antitrust thing, blah. We've gotten into it before. But the fact that you can go online right now and order a car from a manufacturer directly and put your order in, and then it is arriving at a dealer near you, is the way to get around this problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is also a way for these manufacturers to not make superfluous cars because the problem has always been, well, we made that car in brown. Nobody wants it in brown. It's been sitting on this dealer lot for three months. Now we have to mark it down because nobody wants it in brown. Okay? That's <laughs> happened before. My wife and I bought an yeah. Acadia. The salesperson had a brown one on the lot. And he was desperate to get it to us. He's giving all these discounts. Like, yeah, but ultimately then I still have a brown SUV. So – yeah. All of the manufacturers are welcoming direct order more than they ever have. And then the flip side of that is this, Phil. If you can show you ordered a car from the manufacturer and you can prove what it cost to get it, now you have negotiating power. You can go to your local dealer who says, well, when we get it in, we're going to give it a markup. You can get it routed to another dealer who will not do that. That'd be huge. Because you can show this manufacturer is giving me this car, not giving, selling me this car for this amount. This is what it costs. Not what you cost to show up today. This is what the car costs. So I think there's going to be an in run. And I also feel like this overinflation is uh, dealers taking advantage of the market and possibly even a last gasp because they see the end of that coming too. It's just reading. It was either Wall Street Journal or Axios or something about this very thing, about how Americans are so impatient to get the car, which is the whole reason dealer lots are full of cars. We want to go down Saturday and come home with a car this afternoon. Right, which costs car companies a lot of money to build almost every spec available to try to match Mm -hmm. what you're looking for so you don't leave the dealership and go somewhere else to try to find it. And for most people, you don't know what you want until you see it. Mm. So they're trying to accommodate for all this stuff, whereas the ordering model that you're uh, referencing is more of a European model where people yeah, are used yeah. to waiting. You order a car, I guess it'll come in a month. Yeah. A month? <laughs> that could be eternity. That is eternity for most people, <laughs> you're for right, most Americans. You're right. yep. And so it's a shift in buying mm-hmm. habits if you're willing mm-hmm. to wait, I think. As a matter of fact, Polestar was doing that very thing. They wanted to just do stores and then when people come in thinking, well, you've got cars, right? And they had zero cars because they're only online, mm-hmm. which is a lot of how Tesla started. Yeah, for sure. They missed the sale. People walked out. Mm-hmm. And so now they're allocating six or seven cars per Polestar store mm-hmm. to say, okay, well, if you really want one, we have them. there's one right there. And you can walk around and you yes. can get in it. You can drive it around the Indeed. block all the above. Indeed. Yeah. Old dog on Instagram says, uh, why don't we drive or review any of the more exciting electric offerings? You, you, you've put this out there as if we are avoiding them. Look, everything that is electric right now, we are welcome and happy to drive. We've already talked about the fact that it's a little more difficult for us to get the viewership with electric cars, but we're not going to stop trying because we know they're coming. So we're happy to drive all of the above. We want to drive the Taycan, the Audi e-tron. There's one here locally we want to get into. We were not able to go to the Hyundai Ionic launch, which is why we did not drive that. We were very interested. So we're interested in all of the above. 
It's just a matter of finding the car, getting it in our area when it meets our schedule. And so far, that's been a little bit difficult with the electric cars. I'll give you, I'll give you a real-world reason right now. We can't get press cars here in Utah that are electric yeah, because our press cars come from 400 miles away. There is not an electric car with a 400-mile range, which means for them to deliver it, they would have to stop many times for hours to recharge it. But then the secondary thing is when they, and this, look, this is all just behind the scenes minutia, but when a manufacturer hands us a press car, it is paramount. It's on the list. It has to be full of gas. It's so on washed, electric, it's clean, yes, smells so good, go. full of gas. On electric, that means it has to be full of charge. Mm-hmm. So now the delivery person also has to find a place near Paul mm-hmm. or near me, wherever they're delivering, mm-hmm. where they can top up the battery and go a mile or so and drop it off full. So that's more time. So the sheer time and availability of charging infrastructure right now limits the, even the ones we can get here, mm-hmm. but we're happy to do it. Yeah, Geese1RBM says, what are our thoughts on all the changes happening over at Hyundai, from shakeups and some mm. of the top management to some reports that they've stopped all development on internal combustion engines? Well, I can only say that the top management is shifting their mindset towards what they think the future of the car business is. And just because they've stopped developing internal mm-hmm, combustion that's engines, key. that doesn't mean they've stopped building them. Or they don't feel like they've got an engine they could go with for a while. Look at Volvo right now with yeah. the, the one engine yeah, yeah. kingdom. You know, I mean, seriously. Welcome. Yes, welcome to our kingdom. We have one creaky. engine. Yes. <laughs> that, that is a base engine. That's a base gate. It doesn't have a turbo or a supercharger exactly. or a hybrid system. You don't want that. What you want over here is the full hybrid. No, I, I think it's very interesting that the top leadership, you've probably heard that Albert Bierman is departing. He'll still stay on, I think, in an advisory level. It's conversation between the employee and the company. Yeah. And what are your goals? Are they consistent? Do you want to leave? You know, What are you looking for? And it could still change again, too. Absolutely. It's constantly changing yeah. and ever more yeah. so in the car business. So I don't look at it as a bad thing. I just look at it as Hyundai's embracing it. They're seeing sales to support their decision about the future. Mm, we'll see, yeah. Which is very intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing for a car company to say, we're going all electric, all new models. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for their sales numbers to be able to support that. That's why everybody is just a, doing a toe into the pool and we're building the hybrid and then now we've got one electric. Yeah, Let's yeah. see how that does for a while. It's not a switch over. It's not a light switch. Well, and to, to your point, the engines they have right now with no more development could take them a decade. Absolutely. With the exact They're same engine. building them. Of course. They're just not developing them. And all of, all of the people on the internet who would like Toyota to just start remaking the 2JZ motor and put it in everything. <laughs> I mean, clearly, we as, we as consumers have it. When an engine's working, we just want you to keep building just, it forever anyway. That's a good one. Dodge Let's is just going to start crate selling Hellcat motors for all eternity, apparently. Yes. Yeah. That's a great example. The business model isn't supporting that for the future. That's the way they want to go. Now, I do think that that's going to make gas-powered cars even more in demand and more valuable over time. But this is a slow process that we're talking about. This is a decade or more in terms of the changeover and what's coming. So Hyundai is not building cars with the intent of, here's a fresh new platform. It needs to do this as far as its place in the market. And therefore, we need to develop an engine to be in that car. I think they'll still build cars, new ones. And we've got a list of engines that we can choose from, and one of those will work. BMW we'll... plays dartboards with engines no, anyway. That's like, true. That, that one gets that engine. They play dartboards with styling. That one gets that. That's true. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pin, pin, the, pin the tail on the BMW is pretty what's going on there, yeah. Finally, Thomas G22 says, what 
was uh, the best gift that you got this season. Mm. Some of the favorite gifts that we got okay. this year. All right. One of my favorites, Daniel gave me a spatula. As a matter of fact, oh, he gave everybody in our family spatulas because he found a really good cheap plastic <laughs> spatula. Okay. You know how they're all floppy and you know you try to sure. get into the pancakes or the okay. eggs all right. and they're just flimsy. He found a really good one. So we bought all the spatulas and we all got spatulas. It's a great spatula. That's bizarre. It's really great. It makes me want to make pancakes. I have uh, shiny. Uh, I don't know if this is a favorite, but it was one where I was like, oh, thank God. I have, <laughs> I have shiny aftermarket exhaust pipes on the 300ZX. Yeah. I am not a guy who is going to polish shiny exhaust pipes ever. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I am not this might person. be that guy. I'm not this person. But I realize they don't look as good as when I bought the car. And I realize it's going through a winter when they're going to look worse. Okay. Grios has a foaming chrome polish product, and I got a can of it for Christmas. You did? And I'm actually really excited to use it. Because I'm just like, if this works like it's supposed to, and I expect that it will, then I don't have to be the guy scrubbing the chrome exhaust pipes, and they can still look decent. I'm so excited. Well, that's fantastic news. It showed up, and I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm just, I'm thrilled that it exists and that someone bought it for me. I don't know that that was the best, but it was one where I was like, oh, thank God. So, yeah. We're happy to be back as part of your commute or dog walking duties or whatever you do yeah, while you're sure. listening to the podcast. Please write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. All your car debates, your topic Tuesdays, and of course your car conclusions. We love hearing from you guys. Thank We're you guys. looking forward to 2022. Cheers, everyone.